Good morning and welcome to Letter to Philippi Live, our daily study in Paul's Letter to Philippi, coming to you from lettertophilippi.org, a new Messianic Jewish theological and teaching organization, of which I, Sean Emsley, am the founder and the, will be the teacher of this class as we continue our ongoing study. This is now our third time this year going through Paul's Letter to Philippi. We're now in Philippians chapter 1, verses 27 through 30. And that will conclude the first chapter of Paul's letter to Philippi. And we'll be getting into uh, the start of chapter two and moving toward the, the Messianic hymn, the, the hymn to the Messiah in verses six through 11 of chapter two. So for now, we will, uh, we will be looking at Philippians 1, 27 to 30, a section that I entitled my commentary, Walking Worthy Lives. So we'll be looking at that today. This is letter to Philippi a daily broadcast, Monday through Friday, at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem Time. And uh, this is an initiative of Letter to Philippi, a new Messian and Jewish theological and teaching organization. You can find out more information at lettertophilippi.org. And uh, we will be getting started now. We appear to be on... on uh, all of our streams now, so uh, we'll be able to get started with a word of prayer, and then we'll be looking at these these four verses that conclude the first chapter of Philippians. Oh Lord, you are good. We thank you. We bless your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for each new day that we get to look at your holy word. We thank you, Lord, for these words given to us by by the Apostle Paul. We thank you, Lord, for this, this time to look into your word. We thank you, Lord, for our Messiah who gives us life. In this week of Thanksgiving, we come to you thanking you for all we have through you and through the work of Messiah Yeshua in our lives. And now, Lord, help us to become more and more and more like our Messiah as we look into your holy word here today. And in the name of Yeshua, the name that is above all names, we pray. Amen. So again, this is Letter to Philippi Live. This is our daily study in Paul's letter to the Philippians. And based on my Messianic commentary on Philippians, which you can purchase at our website, lettertophilippi.org, under our resources, you can purchase the commentary that is the basis for this class. And also find out more information about our work at lettertophilippi.org. For those watching on, on Facebook and, and Twitter and YouTube, there's the scroll at the bottom of the screen that has our website information. For those on Instagram, you'll just have to remember to go to lettertophilippi.org, all one word. So today we continue our study. We, we actually missed missed Friday and Monday because I was actually at the, I was virtually attending the annual, annual Society of Biblical Literature annual meeting. This year it was in, in, uh, in San Antonio, Texas. I was actually Watch most watch the uh, sessions via via Zoom. It was it was it was interesting that they, all the different different Paul and the Judaism sections and sessions were done virtually this year. So I was able to, even though I was able to get to Texas, was able to actually experience all the various sessions that I wanted to virtually through Zoom. But now we're back into our study. We'll conclude. 
chapter one of Philippians today, and then we will move on to uh, to chapter two tomorrow. Just want to be sure my okay my I guess all my all my settings are going. So we'll begin with looking at at verse twenty seven to start this section of walking worthy lives. Paul continually teaches people of Philippi that now as they've come from their pagan backgrounds, now becoming followers of the God of Israel through their faith, trust in Yeshua, the Messiah of Israel. He's continuing to teach them now to continue to live worthy lives, that they have been redeemed. They have been brought near to the God of Israel by the work of the Messiah of Israel. And now for them to continue to live their lives, to model the Messiah and become, as we say, more and more and more in the Messiah. So we'll first look at verse 27. And uh, let's see. The first slide here. And we read, Only conduct your lives in a way worthy of the good news of the Messiah, so that whether I come and see you or I hear about you from a distance, you stand firm, united in the Spirit, fighting with one accord for the faith of the good news. Let's read that again. Only conduct your lives in a way worthy of the good news of the Messiah. So that whether I come and see you or I hear about you from a distance, you stand firm, united in the Spirit, fighting with one accord for the faith of the good news. Paul here is strongly encouraging the Philippians to continue to live lives worthy, to reflect their faith in the good news they have received. As we said, these are, are those from pagan backgrounds, worshipers of, of the gods of, of Greece and Rome, Egypt, the mystery cults, the worship even a straightforward or worship of demonic spirits who have come to put their faith trust in Yeshua the Messiah, through the work of Paul and through the work of those in Philippi who continued the work of Paul in sharing the message of Messiah in Philippi. We see that Paul is encouraging them. Now these are redeemed Gentiles. These are Gentiles who have come to know the God of Israel. They've been incorporated in the people of God by their faith, trust in Yeshua. Now Paul calls on them to continue to strive to become more and more like the Messiah each day, to live lives worthy, lives that reflect that they are in relationship to the God of Israel, that they are redeemed by the work of the Messiah of Israel, and that they are living out transformed lives living as lights in a dark world. Whether Paul returns to see them, which he hopes for in this letter, which he, but which we know he didn't get to return physically to be with Philippi before his execution, or whether he hears about them, Paul wants to, them to live godly lives that are grounded in unity, a fundamental, fundamental teaching of Paul. Paul here wants them to, whether he comes again to be with them, or just hears reports about them, wants to hear they're continuing to grow in their faith, trust in Yeshua. They're continuing to model the Messiah in their daily lives, continuing to be more and more in the Messiah. Paul here is called to unity in the lives of Philippians 
reflects the, reflects the corporate nature of faith. Though each person comes to trust in the Messiah as an individual, it is in community, a unified body of believers, that individual and communal faith grows to be more like the Messiah. As each person has to come to that point of recognizing Yeshua as the Messiah of Israel, of repenting of their sins, and beginning a new life following the God of Israel, following the example of the Messiah of Israel, and living within the atonement only Yeshua provides. Paul here is calling, calling these people in Philippi that they are to continue to grow individually, but also the importance of the community, that, that, that they are entering into a corporate faith. They're entering into a faith that they're not just them, them and Yeshua, them and the God of Israel, but they are to be in community. And in community, they live out this new life in the Messiah. So they may come individually to acknowledge Yeshua as the Messiah. And each person has to come to that, come to that acknowledgement of one of their of their being uh, in need of a savior, one who understands their separation from God because of their sin, and their need for the atonement only the Messiah provides. And and also to come to him and to make Yeshua Messiah and Lord of their lives. But in that, in that personal connection, the importance for continuing growth, continuing growth for, for them and for, for the, the message of Messiah and the Messianic community is for them to live corporately in their faith and to continue to grow like the Messiah in community. It's in a community of believers that the full working out of the life of the follower of Yeshua is to live. As though they say, it's not, it's not, you know, Yeshua and me, we're all on our on our own living living our lives, but but there is a definite importance to community. And and even even we see that in other works where where there's talk about not not uh, rejecting the gathering together of believers, that it is in the community of believers that we grow together and grow as one. Each person comes to trust in Yeshua as an individual, but is in community, a unified body of believers, that individual and communal faith grows to be more like the Messiah. Moreover, unity of the community would emulate the unity of Paul and the Messiah, demonstrating the Messiah Philippians were following the way of the teacher, Paul, and their master, Yeshua. So this call to corporate, corporate life, corporate life in Messiah, shows the unity that Paul had with the Messiah and calls the people of Philippi and us, by example, to understand the need for us to be in a community of believers, to grow our lives together, walking after the one God of Israel. We that, that we, whether Jews or Gentiles that put our faith in Yeshua, we are entering into the people of God, not the, the person of God, but the people of God, that we are entering into a community of faith, community of believers. And we grow to become more and more like the Messiah, both in our personal lives, but also in our corporate connection to one another, in the breaking of the bread, in the reading of the scriptures, in the studying of the scriptures, in prayer and in worship. 
in community, we grow to become more and more like the Messiah. In verse 27, the Greek word polituomai, which, which, Stern, which Dr. Stern translated as conduct your lives, is only used this one time in Paul's letter and only occurs one other time in the Baruch HaDashah and Acts 23.1. In both references, the word refers to one's conduct as a citizen. Paul's call to the Philippians is to help them understand their new way of life as not only followers of Yeshua, but as also citizens of heaven, and now to walk in the way of a heavenly citizen. Interestingly, the Jewish historian Josephus used Polotoomai when describing how he began to conduct a Jewish way of life, which had been based on halakha, Jewish law and tradition. So when I accomplished my desires, I returned back to the city, being now 19 years old, I began to conduct myself according to the rules of the sect of the Pharisees, which is in which is of kin to the sect of the Stoics, as the Greeks call them. As Joseph, as Josephus chose to conduct his life in accordance with the halakhic way of life and practice of the Pharisees, Paul here is is using the same Greek word, calling the Philippians to conduct their new lives as followers of Yeshua, walking in the example of the Master that they have now entered in, into a new way of life as followers of Yeshua, as ones who are living their lives in the context of the God of Israel and the scriptures of Israel. And they've left their pagan life behind. Paul is calling them to understand that they've entered into a new life, new life for them in following the God of Israel by living in the atonement of the Messiah of Israel. And they were to stand for the Messiah and to stand as a community of faith in the Messiah to grow together and to build the body in the Messiah and to build up the people of God as more and more and more in the Messiah. We next come to verse 28. Let's go to page, verse 28. And we read, not frightened by anything the opposition does, this will be for them an indication that they're headed for destruction and you for deliverance. And this is from God. We read that again. Not frightened by anything the opposition does, this will be for them an indication that they're headed for destruction and you for deliverance. And this from God. The main opposition to the Yeshua believers in Philippi would have been from the pagan religions of their past and the syncretic religious observance of the city itself. As I said, in, in Philippi, they were known for syncretic mixing of religions, religious observances, and Paul is calling them to understand that they are now solely following the God of Israel, solely living in the example of the Messiah of Israel, and they are not like, like their path traditions in the pagan world or the syncretic mixing of religions of the, those people who would, who would have gods of Greece, gods of Rome that they, that they would honor, and the Roman emperor. And there'd be multiple pick-and-choose gods and goddesses that they worshipped. 
Paul is calling them to understand that they're in their new life in Messiah, they are solely following the God of Israel. They can they can't, in essence, be say that they are following Yeshua and also participate in the worship of 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 Diana or one of the the Greek or Roman goddesses, gods and goddesses, or participate in one of the mystery cults. But they are to solely have their faith in the God of Israel, understood as following the Messiah of Israel. And they're not to 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 look to the pagan religions anymore. They that is part of their past. They have left that behind. And there there is to not be any return to the false religions of the past and the worships of demons. And also not to be any mixing of the pagan religions with their new Yeshua faith. Their faith should be solely in the God of Israel, in their faith trust in the Messiah of Israel, and following living life according to the scriptures of Israel. Paul here shows his confidence that the love and unity that he that is at the heart of the life of the messy community in Philippi will enable them to stand firm in all circumstances, whether persecution by the Roman authorities, pagan religions, or false teachers, and others that would come to persecute the community and break their unity. So Paul is calling them to understand that they, in their community they need to stand against any, any false teaching, any persecution, from the Roman authorities, from the pagan religions, false teachers, that they that in community they can stand together and to stand against anyone who is challenging their new life as following the God of Israel. Their lives of unity grounded in love and faith in Yeshua will serve as a testimony to the opposition whose lives lead to destruction. In contrast, the Philippians can look forward to deliverance. Paul's confidence of deliverance is built on the Tanakh's promise of God's eventual vindication of his people. Paul here can, can confidently tell the people of Philippi to stand strong and know that they can stand strong based on God's faithfulness, that he has been faithful to the Jewish people throughout history. He'll continue to show himself faithful. And as they stay firmly focused on the God of Israel and following the example of the Messiah of Israel, they will be able to stand up against whatever persecution, whatever conflict they have with the world around them, from the Roman authorities, from the pagan religions, from false teachers coming to them, as long as they stand together as a community in love and following the Messiah, they'll be able to stand up against whatever opposition comes against them in their new life following the God of Israel. In verse 29, we read, because for the Messiah's sake has been granted to you not only to trust in him, but also to suffer on his behalf. This is a powerful verse I want to repeat it here. Because for the Messiah's sake has been granted to you not only to trust in him, but also to suffer on his behalf. The seemingly counterintuitive for suffering to be granted a gift the followers of Yeshua possess. Paul here sees it as a privilege for, for himself to suffer on behalf of the Messiah. That because of his deep connection to the Messiah, his deep love for the Messiah, 
and knowing the great suffering the Messiah went through for our atonement. Paul in his own life sees it as a privilege of his for all of the, the, the suffering he's gone through his life, through his imprisonments, through the beatings he's been taken, his shipwrecks, the illnesses, you know, whatever, whatever the thorn in the flesh is that he that he dealt with. Many people believe it was an issue of his of his eyesight, for whatever suffering, and now even looking to his impending execution, Paul considered it a privilege to suffer for the Messiah. The Messiah suffered for him. He considered a privilege in his own life to be persecuted and suffer for the Messiah, Yeshua. And he's calling the people of Philippi to understand that too. They will be facing persecution. They will be facing suffering for their new faith in the Messiah. And rather than, than begrudging it, he calls them to accept it and to embrace it as a way of them connecting with the Messiah of Israel who suffered so much for them on his death on the, on the Roman cross, on his, on his, his, his beating before that, his, his, the, the horrors of the crucifixion, the, the death that he, that he gave, the life that he gave for our atonement. Paul considered it an honor to like the Messiah to suffer. And because of Messiah's suffering, he calls the people of Philippi to understand that they will, they will suffer in their faith for the Messiah. They will be persecuted. They, they may, may even, like Paul, be executed for their faith. But he calls them in their unity with the Messiah to embrace even, even persecution and death and to see it as a way of them being honored like the Messiah to suffer. This willingness to suffer for the Messiah can be seen in Acts 5.41, where we read, The emissaries left the Sanhedrin, overjoyed to have been considered worthy of suffering disgrace on account of him. So we see this early in, in, in the, the book of Acts, in chapter 5, that the, the, the earliest Yeshua followers, leader, the, the Talmudim of Yeshua, were called before the Sanhedrin, called before the Jewish religious leadership. And they were told they were to not speak in the name of Yeshua. They were prohibited to speak in the name of Yeshua. And their response to, 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 the, to the, the, the Jewish leadership, the, the Sanhedrin, was that we cannot stop speaking the words of the Messiah. And here we see in Acts 5, 4, that they, they were sent out from the Sanhedrin, told that they were no longer to speak in the name of Yeshua. And they knew that they were going, there was persecution and suffering coming from their stand against the religious authorities. But here they had said, said that they left overjoyed at having been considered worthy of suffering, disgrace on account of him. Because of their deep love for Yeshua, because of their connection to Yeshua the Messiah, their understanding of their atonement in Messiah, and their deep love for Yeshua, they knew that they had to proclaim the message of Yeshua throughout the whole world. And these, these initial, initial 12 Talmudim brought the message of the Messiah throughout the whole world of their time. And they considered an opportunity. They considered, they considered it having, having joy, being considered worthy of suffering his grace on account of him. That their deep love for Yeshua, their deep connection to Yeshua, 
made them understand that their suffering was to be something they can rejoice in because of their connection to the Messiah. That that though whatever persecution they were to go through, as long as the message of the Messiah was going out, they can rejoice in their suffering, knowing that all suffering will end when they come into, into the life eternal with Yeshua at the end of their lives, whether by natural death or by execution. Execution was the, the mode of death that we that was understood for all of the original 12 disciples, 12 Talmudim of Yeshua, except for, except, for the, except for the Apostle John, which is believed who lived out lived out his normal life life and died of old age, though he was actually poisoned and survived that. So there, there was there was an attempt to 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 execute him too, but he he is understood to have survived survived to die of old age. But the other eleven apostles of Yeshua, the original eleven apostles, we know from historical accounts that they gave their lives. They were they were martyred for their Messiah. And we see that they that they understood it as a privilege to do so, to be privileged to suffer and even die for the Messiah of Israel. Paul also acknowledged that his commitment to Yeshua was so deep that he was willing to follow Yeshua's path of suffering, including death by execution. Paul says clearly to the Philippians, the high cost of knowing Messiah, a path of suffering and death to endure before experiencing eternal union with Yeshua fully in eternity in the world to come. So Paul is making clear to the Philippians that they have entered a new life in Messiah, but in that new life in Messiah, they still live in this world. They still live in a world where there will be persecution, there will be suffering, there will be death. And they are, like Paul, to rejoice that they have been given the opportunity to suffer for the Messiah, to give their lives totally to the Messiah and to lay down their lives unnecessarily for their connection to the Messiah and for the life that only he, he provides and to model him and to even model Yeshua so much to even go into the, into the path of suffering and the path of death that our Messiah went through for us to give us full atonement, to give us the forgiveness of sins, to give us both Jew and Gentile life eternal because of the holy work of the Messiah of Israel. And our final verse of, the, of today is verse 30. And that will conclude our, our, our time today. Looking at Paul calling the people of Philippi to understand their new life in the Messiah and understanding that there is life eternal in Messiah, but in this world, they also need to stand firm to continue to grow, become more and more like the Messiah in their own personal lives, but also as a part of a community, a part of a community of faith to grow together as a community, because as they're coming together as the people of God, as a, as a unified community of faith in Yeshua, they were, are to come together, to grow together, become more like the Messiah. Both, both in their own own lives, but also in their lives of their community. They need to model the Messiah, and that can be only done in community, in a 
Messianic community that follows the life of the Messiah. And we come to a final verse today, verse 30, which reads, To fight the same battles you once saw me fight, and now hear that I'm still fighting. Read that one more time. To fight the same battles you once saw me fight, and now hear that I am still fighting. As one who faced much persecution, Paul calls the Philippians to follow his example, a road of suffering. As Paul faced opposition to his faith in Yeshua, as one who faced much persecution, Paul calls the Philippians to follow his example, a road of suffering. As Paul had faced opposition to his faith in Yeshua and his proclamation of the good news of the Messiah, he calls the believers in Philippi, and us by example reading these words 1,900 years later, to stand firm and emulate his willingness to suffer for his faith. So Paul here is included in this section talking about the cost of their of their faith, that they have been redeemed but they continue to live in an evil world, in a world that is opposed to the God of Israel, is opposed to the Messiah of Israel, is opposed to the scriptures of Israel, and is willing to, to follow pagan gods, follow, follow the, the gods of, of the nations, which are no gods at all, but, but truly just demons that, that people worship in the, in the forms of of idols paul here is calling the people of philippi to understand that their need to stand firm and emulate his willingness to suffer for the faith as paul stood firm in his faith and now is is during the end of his journey and soon will be executed and will soon will enter into into the life eternal in messiah he calls people of philippi and us by example understand that we are called to stand firm in our faith, to stand firm in our connection to the God of Israel, our Messiah of Israel. And as we're doing here, looking into the scriptures of Israel, looking into the words that God gave to his holy prophet Paul, and we continue to grow more and more like the Messiah each day in our own personal walk with the Lord, but also in our walk in a Messianic community, in a faith community, that is seeking to, to grow and more and more like the Messiah. Because as I said, it's it's not it's not a matter of of, of messianic life being Yeshua and me. We're off off on our own. We're going together, but it's there's a there's a deep need for a messianic community for a body of believers, to, whether a small group or a large group, to be together for the sake of growing more like the Messiah and, and studying the word together and studying to become more like the Messiah, to to worship, to to break bread, and to be in community. As as we see was in, in Philippi that with the Lydia coming to faith, she established a community of faith in her home, which would basically would be the first, the first Messianic community or first church in Philippi, the first ecclesia, first first group of people called out to be 
followers of the Messiah in Philippi. So there's, that's the important thing that Paul is stressing here, is the need for them, the people in Philippi. And that's by example, to live in and to find a Messianic community, a community of believers that are seeking to grow more more like the Messiah, and to live our lives knowing that, that in this world, there will be persecution, there will be suffering. And though it seems counterintuitive to look upon it, as a gift or a blessing, Paul calls for us to understand that it is an opportunity for us to emulate our Messiah, to suffer for him in this world, too. That our suffering for the Messiah is our way of showing our deep commitment to that as he suffered for us, we are willing to suffer for him and to stand firm for him against whatever opposition comes to us from the world around us from our government, from family members who are seeking to draw us away from the faith in the God of Israel. Paul calls us to stand firm, calls people of Philippi to stand firm, and us to stand firm in our faith in Messiah. Along with rejecting their familial religious heritage or syncretic pagan practices, the people in Philippi have chosen another way, a way of rejection with outsider status. Their Yeshua faith has placed them at odds with their earthly society, and they now must willing to bear the cost of following Yeshua. And we too have put our faith in, in Messiah Yeshua, have left behind our, our past, our, our, for, for those who have come from the nations, from their pagan backgrounds, their, 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 former, their former faiths that had kept them from the God of Israel. And now entering to, into the faith of the God of Israel. For us as Messianic Jews, we know the opposition that we face from the larger Jewish world in our acceptance of Yeshua, Messiah, and our honoring Yeshua as the Messiah of Israel. So we those so Paul here is making clear that they understand that in this new life of the Messiah, they're also living in, in an outsider status in this world. Those who put their faith in Yeshua, whether from the nations or from those within Israel, who put their faith trust in the Messiah, we now stand in an outsider status in our world. We are citizens of heaven, and we will, we know that we have that atonement of the Messiah. We are to continue to live in this world, continue to stand for the world despite persecution, despite rejection, despite being an outsider in this world. Paul calls the people of Philippi. And calls us to understand that we have come to know the Messiah of Israel, that we have left this world. We have we have we have come to acknowledge Yeshua's Messiah. We have entered into the people of God. We've entered into the covenant relationship with the God of Israel by our faith trust. And we're to stand firm for that and continue to grow more and more like the Messiah each day. So as we've seen today, Paul has been calling the people of Philippi. And us reading these words these many years later to understand our new life in the Messiah and understand that we need to stand firm on our faith. We need to continue to grow, become more and more like the Messiah in our personal lives, but also in communal life. To find the Messianic community find a group of believers 
but are also seeking to become more and more like the Messiah, to grow together in our faith as we, as we continue to become more and more like the Messiah. So that was Paul is calling the people of Philippi to, to see today their need to become more like the Messiah and to live as strangers in this world world around them, to, to be willing to accept outsider status, which, which can include persecution and suffering. But there is the redemption that we have in Messiah. There is that life of the world to come that in despite, despite the suffering of this world, there is the world to come where there will be no suffering, there will be no death, there will be no tears. There will just be life eternal with the Messiah Yeshua as we, in, as we who have put our faith trust in him enter into that life that only he provides. So that will conclude our time today as looking at the letter to Philippi from looking at Philippians 1, 27 through 30. And uh, tomorrow we'll be getting into the first part of chapter two and moving toward the hymn to the Messiah, the Messianic hymn in uh, verses six through 11. We'll be looking at this, which we consider an early Messianic Jewish hymn or Messianic Jewish liturgical piece, honoring the Messiah of Israel and acknowledging his status as the divine Messiah here in the mid part of the of the first century, in contrast to many many uh, teachers and and scholars who believe the full understanding of the Messiah being the divine Messiah, that he was the God of Israel that came into our world, was something that was not actually developed amongst the believers of the Messiah until the church councils of the fourth century, specifically at uh, at Nicaea, the Nicene Council in 325 of the Common Era. But we can see here in this, in this hymn to the Messiah, speaking about his, his entering in the world, and entering and suffering for us and entering into life eternal, entering to conquering death, and one day to be the name in which every knee on earth will bow. We see that here within in around 62 of the common era. If we if we hold to the letter being written in Rome or earlier, earlier around 55, if for those who hold that it was written earlier in Ephesus, but at least in the middle of the first century of the Common Era, within 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 30 or so years of the of the death and resurrection of Yeshua, that there was an understanding among the Messian community that Yeshua was the God of Israel that came into our world, that he was one with the God of Israel, bearing the divine name. And we'll see that as we get to that and we'll actually go verse by verse, a verse per day through the Messianic hymn. So that will be coming up. Uh, actually, we'll, we'll be getting into the Messianic hymn on next week because we won't actually get to to it till uh, till later in the week and we have uh, our thanks, Thanksgiving coming up. So we'll be looking at the first part of chapter two tomorrow and uh, we'll be uh, continuing on on uh, our study on in this book, moving toward the Messianic hymn, which is in verses six through eleven of chapter two. 
So thank you for watching. Again, this is Letter to Philippi Live, a daily broadcast where we teach through the book of Philippians, verse by verse. My name is Sean Emsley. I'm the founder of, of Letter to Philippi, a new Messianic Jewish theological and teaching organization, and I'm the teacher of this class. We meet Monday through Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 p.m. Jerusalem Time, and it's coming to you from Letter to Philippi. You can find out more information at letterphilippi.org. You can ask any questions you have about us. We have a contact form. You can purchase a copy of my Messianic Commentary on Philippians on our resources page. You can watch previous videos on our teaching page. You can leave a prayer request. I want to be praying for you. As we'll see in chapter four, Paul stresses how important it is to, to pray and to bring everything to God in prayer. We'll be looking at that when we get to chapter four. We all want to be praying for you so you can leave a prayer request there, and I will bring those, those requests to, to the Lord in prayer. You can make a contribution to our work. We'd appreciate any contributions that go toward this work. We are a nonprofit organization, and we're solely, solely funded by those who, who give to our, we, don't, we have no, no organization behind us that, that support us. We are supported by the gifts of those who, who uh, appreciate our work and want to support this work of making the Messiah known through this teaching in the book of Philippians. And in our other projects that we're looking to launch in 2022. So you can go to our, our giving link, make a one-time contribution or an ongoing contribution through the work of Letter to Philippi. And if you want other information, you can just go to letterphilippi.org. We have uh, various various papers. We have our first, first uh, Messy and Jewish book review available. You can read them. We'll be adding a new book review at least every other week to that. So thank you for watching, and uh, that will conclude our time for today. And this is Letter to Philippi Live. My name is Sean Imsley. I've been your teacher. And uh, thank you for watching, and have a blessed day. And tomorrow we'll be starting Chapter 2 of the Book of Philippians. So shalom. Have a great day. And uh, again, if you have any, want to know anything more about our work, go to lettertophilippi.org. Thank you for watching.